figure out how to follow the way of Jesus. It was working to embody the mercy and the justice of Jesus. So this morning, uh, we are um, welcoming three new members to our congregation, three people who are making the choice to live out their faith uh, with us. And I've asked each of them to share a bit about their journey of faith. Um, and so we're going to um, hear first from Aunt, uh, Anna Luke, then from Michael Luke, and then from Nancy Good. So Anna. guys it's so nice to see everyone in person you're all really great looking <laughs> let's see if I can okay so my name is Anna I was born in sunny California for a few years when my when I was a toddler my parents joined a mission group to volunteer and travel through Europe, Turkey, Greece, and Israel. This time in my life, along with my innate personality, it helped me to adopt the belief that a life of adventure through conscious service, travel, and tight community is just how some people lived. And I was excited for my future. I finished college in Spokane, Washington with an art administration degree and moved to Hawaii where my mother and brother were living at the time in order to pursue more of this style of living life. There I met my first husband and had three amazing children, Isaac, Makamai, and Lulu. After our divorce, I moved to Portland. We church hunted for years. My mom invited me to PMC's longest night sermon uh, ceremonies. I attended two or three every year, feeling blessed with purposeful intention, peace, and simplicity. Finally, it occurred to me that maybe I should try attending PMC on a regular basis. My children were immediately welcomed into the flock, and my heart was filled with joy to see them be embraced by the church. As a parent, I have never been to Sunday school. Every Sunday school that I have attended at PMC has, has felt like a missing puzzle piece for me to use for growth, healing, or new knowledge in my life. I am beyond grateful for PMC. You have shown up every time I ask for help, which is an enormous thing for a single, sometimes unemployed mother of three. Thank you, thank you. Most recently, I am grateful to PMC and to Rod for helping us plan and officiate Micah and my wedding. Rod graciously took time out of his busy pandemic schedule to give Micah and I pre-marriage counseling. Hello, my name is Micah, Luke, husband to Anna Luke, who just stepped down, in case you didn't know. Um, so I was born and raised in Hawaii to unorthodox parents of faith. I was baptized as a baby in a Lutheran church, even though we weren't Lutherans. And um, 
My parents parted ways and we moved from Waikiki on Oahu to Kona on the Big Island, where I was in an evangelical church for a time. Um, my mother later remarried and became involved with Youth with a Mission, which is like an international missionary organization. Uh, as a teenager, I rededicated myself to faith and was baptized again. Uh, since then, it's, I've been on a continual journey of faith. Uh, for a period of time, I walked away from organized religion when I felt that my views in politics had evolved out of what I considered the religious zeitgeist that I was exposed to. Now, recently, I moved to Portland and married my now wife, Anna. We both attended uh, PMC. And I found myself attracted to the Mennonite views of nonviolence and loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. And so now I want to become a member. Thank you. My name is Nancy Good. I'm not married to either of them. <laughs> But I am mother to Ashley and a grand nan, nan to Ruby and Ryder. My comments will be brief uh, as I took too much written bulletin space. I need to take a lesson from Micah and Anna. Um, and I also want to yield time uh, for the songs that they have chosen, uh, which are spectacular, which are to come. Church has always been a part of my life since the beginning of time. Before coming to Portland um, and Ruby Jane Krop uh, responsible for that move, um, I was at Hyattsville Mennonite. Before that, Community and Parkview Mennonite in Harrisonburg. Um, and then Charlottesville Mennonite in my first chosen church was Akron Mennonite in uh, the 1970s. And then that takes me back to my growing up church, a conservative Bible-thumping two-week revivals where at the age of seven, I accepted Jesus into my heart and joined the church the summer after my mother, the mother of seven of us, had, had died. And I'm going up in one of the 10 verses of Just As I Am. And then a prayer covering was put on my head even to public school. And that's how I started my life with church. If I was my therapist, listening to just a bit of those first 18 years with my life with church, I'd wonder, well, what kept you? Going back then to the Hyattsville and now Portland, et cetera. Once you graduated from high school and peeled off that covering and got free, why didn't you just stay away once you got out of that? And I would tell my therapist, um, well, you know, that's a really good question. <laughs> what, what, what do you think? Um, you know, I'm wanting to get some insight from you. It really is a great question. And it's what focuses my few comments this morning. What keeps calling me to seek out seekers? Three thoughts. The presence of God is felt when you are in the midst of the people. It's like the song that I sang way back in the 70s, a spiritual, there's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place, 
And I know, I know, it must be the presence of the Lord. You feel it's a body-felt spirit, a God who is known as much, maybe more than a mother, than only a father, holding space with her hovering wide wings and gathering us close, finding shelter in the midst of the good, bad, and humiliating. And to this point, I just have two brief examples where I'm going to just name, otherwise we would be here till tomorrow. The two personal examples of the presence of God when I needed shelter. The year was 1993. A church gathered when I put out the strangest invitation. It made sense to me. Um, the, the strangest invitation to come and remember my mother Jane, who 30 years before that had died. Ashley was seven years old and asking questions about one of her grandmothers. And I realized I had no stories to share. She was not talked about. So I invited people after about a year or so of thinking and praying and having people sit with me, I invited people to come. And after that initial shock of, is Nancy okay? Is she doing all right? Um, many came to piece together a quilt of memories. People so old in their 60s and 70s, I used to think old, right? And they came even though we didn't know what this was all about. We believed that there was something good in this. And it was a holy, sacred happening in those hours. Healing, yes, and coming to life, memories and stories. The second example, the year was 1999. A church gathered in a sanctuary again for an afternoon service, recognizing the ending of a marriage, my marriage of 25 years. I got married in the church, and it seemed like the thing to do to have the coming apart, if that was the path I was to walk, to have the coming apart also in the church. If the pastors would allow, I knew God would be okay with that. I knew God was going to meet me and somehow get my breath, and we'd walk together. But I wasn't sure about the church. They did say yes, and it happened in the sanctuary, not in a corner somewhere. It was a time of tears, of healing and laughter, such that my children were there with me in the front pew and some, many of their friends. And we sang, how can I keep from singing? How, how can I keep from singing, even in this time? Um, and the favorite Psalm 30 scripture that I referred to um, came alive with Pastor uh, Truman Brunk, who officiated um, some of the service. The, the scripture of, you had turned my mourning into dancing for me. The lament of turning something of ashes into dancing and joy. And that is what happened. So back to my therapist. What keeps me seeking, seekers? The second thing is music. Music of many kinds and flows. Music is heard and felt. It's not just something that fills the air while the offering is taken. Rather, it's a mainstay of worship. I'm like the Ted Lasso actor who says, football is my life, with a big smile. And I say, music is my life, the sole food that holds me and my faith together. 
So again, therapists, why it keeps me uh, calling on and seeking seekers, the third thing is being in a community of people who are also seeking, learning as we live our faith boldly. Perhaps it's a motley crew similar to the early disciples who knew the truth. They knew they had a lot of things right and they got a lot of things uh, wrong and showed they obviously had much to learn. Raising my kids at Community Mennonite in Harrisonburg, I was touched at how the membership slate was wiped clean each September. And then we had commitment Sundays in, uh, um, well, Sundays, and each person spoke and wrote why it is this year that they are called to join this group of people and stated what it is that's alive in their faith walk and in life in general why they wanted to be a believer and part of this church. It was moving, it was fresh, dynamic, yeah, vibrant, a vibrant faith unfolding at that time, a community of seekers. This church, Portland Mennonite, shows itself to be a continual seeker. This church, rather than saying, oh, we have a committee for that, um, we've, we've done that 20 years ago. Yeah, we, we studied that. No, this church says yes to coming to the table, says yes to an anti-racism audit, which I understand the results are, are in, are waiting for us to, to interact with. Just a few examples. Even on that website, Portland Mennonite declares, we are striving to be a distinctively Christ-shaped community that is actively engaged in the compassion, shalom, and justice of the gospel. So back to my therapist, I say these three points. Why do I join uh, and seek out seekers? The felt presence of God, music, community seeking to be peace and justice and compassion. Are th these are examples of what keeps me seeking seekers. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, your faith encourages my faith, encourages our faith. So as uh, we sort of formally welcome you, I want to invite the three of you to come up and maybe just stand right here. And it's, uh, there's an, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, ask some questions. These are not hard questions, I hope. But it's a chance to affirm your faith. And then uh, this is a commitment that we share with them. And so there'll be an opportunity for us to respond and renew our commitment to this congregation. So, Micah, Anna, Nancy, do you now affirm your faith in and loyalty to Jesus Christ and his gospel? As you willingly unite with this church, will you worship, serve, and share in its programs, supporting it by your earnest prayers, regular attendance, loyal service, and faithful stewardship as God gives you strength? And do you promise to live and share with us in the bonds of Christian fellowship, giving and receiving Christian love, sharing and bearing one another's joys and pains? All right, so um, as they make a commitment, we make a commitment. So I wanna invite you to come and just sort of stand right here in the middle. And I wanna invite the rest of you to stand. And uh, there's a response, it's um, printed in the bulletin. And if you're, well, you can't see me online, but if you're online, it should show up on your screen as well. So together, let us respond. Nancy, Micah, and Anna, as we now receive you into the fellowship of the church, we make this covenant with you 
as we renew our own covenant with God to bear each other's burdens, to assist in times of need, to share our gifts and possessions, to forgive as Christ has forgiven us, to support each other in joy and sorrow, and in all things to work for the common good, thus making known Christ's presence among us to the glory of God. As we unite with each other now, may we all be joined with Christ our Lord. Welcome. And I invite you, yeah, there we go. We even have some certificates for you. How about that? There's one for you, and there's one for Micah, and one for you.